Live from the Are We Pretty Studios. We bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses Season 4. Whether you're a fan of war or living under Annalie's ass cheek, this is the review for you. Each week we review each contestant's performance and we doom and bloom the runways of Bella DuBois' War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. Insert ding sound effect. <laughs> get ready to get into it. This is... The War of the Roses... It's Britney, bitch. Period. Period. Wow. Well, hello. Hi, Miami. You sound amazing. I heard you got an upgrade for your computer. You look amazing. You look better than ever. Thank you. Well, you know, um, I'm just over here living my best life with my system. And um, I'm glad that I can bring uh, my voice to the next level with the same headset I've been running since we started the show. Yep. Like we said, if you give us money, things will improve. Yes. <laughs> she loves her bitches. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of bitches, um, Annalie, how are you feeling about uh, War of the Roses so far? War of the Roses so far has been so good. I so, so, so miss like being at Atomic and being there in person and seeing like you and Zoe and Bella. I really miss the whole Atomic vibe, but it's been really great seeing it online. I'm very, very excited to see how this fucking competition continues because so far I have been, I don't know, it's it's just such a good season. I've only been surprised, shocked, and amazed. So how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I agree. Surprised, shocked, and amazed are three great uh, ad- are they adjectives, adverbs. They are pronouns. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my pronouns are surprised and shocked. Yes. <laughs> um, speaking of surprised and shocked, I was so surprised and shocked about this week's episode because this week was the goofball. Um, and the contestants were challenged with... Um, the performance category of please be funny period um and the runway was larger than life what did you think about the comedy challenge on your season because i think the comedy challenge is the only one that has been in every single season of war right well it's one of the few yeah the comedy challenge is definitely something that it, it wasn't in um all stars explicitly at least um but yeah it's been in it's been in war. I love a comedy challenge, especially because I think it plays for me, it plays a little bit more into my own dispositions. I like being silly and goofy. Um, in my season, it was the episode that I won. I did. I really liked what I did. I did this thing where I started off with like doing a chicken song, um, from Alaska and it would be like the music. And then I did like very quick, quippy reads about the other performers. One of my favorite ones was, um, why did Lamixi cross the road to get to her wig to the other side? Because at that time she had been losing her wig, like every single fucking episode. But anyway, it was really fun. And then I did the, um, what did I do? Oh, I did forget you by whatever in the tens from like the Muppet song or from the Muppet movie. Um, it was really fierce. I love that whole moment. And I really, really have liked watching the comedy routines in season three. I, one I remember specifically is Iris LaFleur when she pulled the pearls out of her pussy. It was my- and I'm pretty sure the comedy challenge is the thing that sparked the feud. Between- Not 
this. Uh, we'll beep it. We'll beep it. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, speaking of controversies, let's go ahead and jump into this Please Be Funny challenge moment. Now, uh, like I said, this week, the contestants were challenged with the goal of making the judges laugh. Um, we're judging on the criteria of, is it funny? Is it entertaining? And uh, did it slay? Um, and for this, we do have a very special uh, way that we're going to judge it instead of doing dooms and blooms. Anneli, what was the thing that you came up with this week? So when I messaged you, I said, was it a funny home or are we phoning home? Wow. Well, yeah. obviously, funny bone it, or phone. <laughs> yeah, if, if it's a funny bone, that means it's funny. If we're phoning home, that means we're we want to go home. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and go to the first contestant. Who's first? So first up, we have magical Miss Moffy, who gave us this silly willy number to let me borrow that top by Kelly, featuring a fun, freaky facial expressions and a desire to find either a man or a blouse. What is this description? Uh, I live. Uh, yeah. What did you think about magical Miss Moffy's moment? Okay. So first off, I love that she referenced Kelly. This yeah. video, I remember watching it when I was very young and um, it was super funny back then. It was still funny today. I think that doing a character like this is really smart because it's easy. It's a reference that everyone is going to know. Not hit me. <laughs> Sorry, my, my sister messaged me. Speaking of Kelly, that, was that Kelly or Michelle? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that this number overall was pretty good. I will say, you know, we've critiqued Moth on relying on the songs a lot. And I liked that she was more in character for this one. Like she really was Kelly. Yeah. Um, and it was it was giving some versatility. So I enjoyed the number. I thought it was good. I'm going to give it a funny bone. Yeah, I also really appreciated the kind of character play here. There was also a moment where she was like, I don't know, like being electrocuted on the floor. It was really, really funny. I really laughed out loud um, at a few different parts in this number. And yeah, I'm glad that she played a character and really played it up. It was very campy, very comical. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a funny bone. I definitely hit it. If I had to give it a critique, the one thing I would say is I wish she would have did shoes. Yeah, like a mix, a Kelly like, mix would have been really yeah. good. A mix would have been fierce, but I mean, let me borrow that top. She's she's borrowing, uh, she's borrowing a, a bloom. Here's another thing. I liked how she was playing with the audience, like asking them to give them her her the shirt and like you know pulling the shirts from people. I thought that was really funny. So you better work, magical Miss Mothy. Um, speaking of working, next up, who was working the stage? We have Holland, who did a don't go knocking on my gay door number to songs from Book of Mormon, and he tap danced his way to success. Yes, I really loved watching this. Um, what I really liked too for this were like the the short like voiceover moments. I think you were in one of them and it was really funny. Um, I thought this was such a good way to go about handling like a comedic night um, is pulling from an obviously like comedic routine. Um, and I thought it was really good. It was, it was Broadway, it was campy, it was performative. It was really, really good. And I was really, really proud to see Holland turn this out. Um, I thought it was clean and I don't really have any negative critiques for this. I thought overall it was good. So yeah, this is a funny bone. Yeah, so let me read y'all this message from Holland. Holland messaged me and was like, hey Diva, um, so I know that y'all have like let 
let contestants use audio in the past from like y'all. So is it okay if you record yourself saying this dialogue and send it to me so I can put it in the mix? And I'm thinking like, this is gonna be something like short and sweet. Let me read y'all this dialogue. This is the, this is the official dialogue that I had to read for this little moment. It reads, in the church of Latter-day Saints, Mormon boys are sent across the globe to annoy the shit out of two kinds of people. Those who gather on Friday nights to watch suspiciously giant women in wigs, and those who gather on the patio to smoke the wax with honey after the show. These are their stories. Girl, when I read that, I was like, this bitch is either going to be in the top or the bottom. This is going to be wild. And uh, it was no shock that that Holland delivered it. It was great. I mean, he did a great job. He had all the like words down pat. He knew every beat yeah. and uh, he made it super gay. And I also appreciated that he did it by himself. He's shown us that he can do productions. And uh, this was a great switch up from that. He did it all alone and it was it was a success. I, I enjoyed it. So it is going to get a funny bone from me. Yeah, shout out to Holland. Next up to say we had Genesis Sinclair Ace, who did a fix me a tuna fish sandwich, please skit from Mad TV, where she ended up slipping into chaos, but she made it fashion. Uh, how did you feel about this moment? Yeah, I definitely think she was chaotic in the best way possible. It was fun to see Genesis in a light that was like, it, she still looked perfect, we can't deny that. But seeing her like play this character of slipping into madness was really fun. And uh, I definitely think Genesis did a good job. It was a really clean number. It was fun. This could have been a, a like a pageant talent. So mm. uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was definitely a funny bone. Yeah, I really, really love that she performed a skit for Mad TV. I think that's also a really smart way to go about like a comedy night. It wasn't it wasn't a, a song. And honestly, like spoken word is so much harder because there's not necessarily a beat to like follow or like a pattern of, of speech that you can follow. Um, so I thought like doing a spoken word skit was really really excellent and she knew had every beat every word every breath this was really good and it was really really funny not just because of the skit itself but because she played she really committed to the characters she committed to the tuna fish sandwich and at the end when it was finished she was like handing trying to hand the sandwich to the people in the audience and i just thought overall this was such a good good performance and i was really proud of genesis as well um so yeah i'm gonna give this a funny bone yeah speaking of bones uh this next contestant came out and did a something suspicious about this lady stand-up number uh, called Ho Resume by Roz G. Um, this is Devario Houston. What did you think of Devario? Yeah, so I really love the entrance. He came out to a song that goes like, she's a lady, whoa, 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 she's a lady. And it was really funny because we haven't seen Devario do like a quote unquote female illusion kind of thing, but he came out with this wig with this really fun electric lightning kind of bodysuit thing. And I thought it started off really strong. I was, this again, I was really excited to see what a stand up spoken word thing could look like from Devario. Um, so I had I had really high hopes. I will say though, he started losing it a lot because he didn't know all of the words, didn't know all the beats. And I will say, I think that this stand up lasted a little bit too long. I started, 
I started losing interest in continuing to watch, and for whatever reason, this just didn't really work in the way that I think Devario wanted. But um, either way, again, I'm really proud that he even tried to do like a spoken word, because again, it's really, really hard, but it just didn't hit the brief for me. Um, so I'm gonna give this one a, a phoning oh. home. I phoned home. How did you feel? Yeah, I also agree with you. I think the main issue with this number was that it should have been a mix. Mm-hmm. Should have chopped up the the I don't what is the standard routine. That's what yeah. yeah. It should have chopped up the standard routine and put music in between it to break it up. Because at least then, if you flop on not knowing the words of the like the stand up part, you can know the words of the music. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna switch up. Um, because not knowing the words to the whole thing, it just like ruined it the whole way through so mm-hmm. uh you know i love devario he's one of yeah. my favorite entertainers from the war history um, um sadly i'm gonna have to phone home but you know et is a great person so phoning home might not be a bad thing <laughs> all right speaking of great people next up on stage we have mariah de goat kelly who did a old hose need love to mix featuring get you some by a sizzle with four minutes and 31 seconds of un, un of uninterrupted elderly ass throwing y'all this was really really funny to me Mar- i don't know it, it was like her and a few other people were dressed up like old people julia yeah it was julia and a couple other performers so i wasn't sure who they were but they were all dressed up very very elderly they had walkers they had canes and then all of a sudden they were all just twerking and it was very comical very funny i was smiling from ear to ear um but i do think that there were a few times that i was watching where i wasn't know who to watch it got a little bit messy got a little bit too chaotic but overall i i really laughed at this and so i'll give it a funny bone that almost found it home yeah i think for me this was a funny bone that phoned home um because it just lost its magic for me like it was really funny at first and it had me laughing and then they just threw ass for the whole number um and it just it didn't really go anywhere so um it was it was funny though like i laughed at it i was just it was also very confusing to watch like being there in person i don't know how it was on the videos but being in the room i it was hard to figure out who i was supposed to be watching because there was no like main character to this story if that makes sense um and in a competition like this you have to stand out whether it be from your opponents or from your backup dancers so um in the future i would like to see mariah um if she's going to use these uh these backup dancers i want to see her put the primary focus on her because I mean, we've even seen it before in her previous numbers where she's had backup dancers and the last time the problem was they just didn't have enough attention put into them and yeah. this time i think it was the opposite she put too much emphasis onto the other people so uh she just needs to find that balance but yeah. overall it was fine it was fine Good job, Mariah. I don't know if Mariah was pulling from this, but there was a video a while ago of these group of friends who who decided to go out dressed as old ladies and they just went to like a bunch of- I've seen that, yeah. It is so funny. I imagine maybe that's where she's pulling some of this inspiration from, but yeah, overall, this was great. Good job, Mariah. Um, 
Next up to the stage, we have Ashton Valentino, who did a comedy tribute to the iconic TV legend Shanene from Martin, but they were facing the wall like a child in time out. Wow, I did not write that last part. Let it <laughs> let it be known. Let it be known here. Um, well, it's clear how you felt about this, but why don't you expand on that? How did you feel about Ashton's moment here? Okay, Sar. Um, for me, I thought Ashton came out super strong. The look was together. The look was right. The attitude was right. The performance was right at the beginning. Um, and as the number went, I started to notice my little pea-sized brain clicked in and registered that Ashton was facing the wall a lot, like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know how it looks in the video, but from where the judges were sitting um, because we're like stationed at the back center of the room um, it almost felt like he was making a point to not (laughs) look at us and look in our direction it was really hard to see if he was lip syncing the words Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah that was really my my downfall for the number I think overall though the number was cute it was fun Um, and as we'll get into later you'll you'll see where Ashton placed but um, I definitely think his placement on this night was deserving because while he did have the flub of not really looking at us and selling to us, um, I do think he made up for it with the production value and also it was just funny. Like it was funny regardless. Oh, it's a it's a funny bump, a soft funny bump. Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you said. Uh, I had I had a lot of high hopes for this. Um, I didn't watch Martin that much, but I definitely remember it being on my television and I remember seeing the character Shanene. Um, and I really thought that when Ashton was hitting it, like it was really, really great. He had the mannerisms, he had the outlandish like body language. It was really good when he was on it, but he did face the back quite a bit. Um, And so I will say that to me, that was the biggest downfall. But again, when it was on, it was on. And I did enjoy the the number as well. And again, it was a spoken word moment, which uh, a lot of them kind of relied on, which is an interesting choice here. Um, But yeah, I'm going to give this a soft, funny bone as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Ashton. Um, Who has the biggest funny bone here? For me, I think the biggest funny bone had to go to Holland. Holland, to me, was the funniest. Um, He delivered from start to finish. He had good production. And even though it was just him by himself, it still felt like I was watching like a produced number. So uh, for me, Holland's funny bone is massive and erect. You know, I am going to be a little different here. I really fell in love with Genesis Sinclair Ace in their number. I mean, I've already fallen in love with them before, but I feel like they really turned it out here and they really gave us this really fun character that is, to me, a little, you know, different than what Genesis, what I've seen Genesis do. And I was really, really, I really appreciated that it was a spoken word skit because that is not easy to do at all. So I was just really, really impressed with Genesis overall. So I'm going to give her my my biggest funny bone. Yeah, I agree. Genesis was great. Yes. Well, speaking of funny bones, I want to know before we go to the next thing, um, if you had to redo the comedy challenge, what would you have done? I wouldn't redo it because I won. Oh, I'm really not sure. You know, last night, um, so I, you know, I'm in Kansas City and I decided to do an open stage moment. Um, and I did, I did a funny routine for my second number and it was to Miley Cyrus's The Climb. 
Um, but like throughout the number, there's like spots where like a grinder notification goes off and then I'll say something that's funny or like I do a funny moment. And I thought it was really funny. So I probably would do something like that, like a number that I did last night. I love that. Yeah. What would you do? I think, have you ever seen the episode of South Park where they put the rat up that guy's ass? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. I think I would want to be the rat and like travel through someone's asshole. I love. Thank yeah, you. maybe maybe I could be the Jennifer Lopez hand fist. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Well, speaking of fisting, we are going to go fist ourselves into this uh, little break moment. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing all things larger than life. Yes. Bye. Oh, that fist. All right. Welcome back, everyone, from that break. I don't know about y'all, but my Amy and I literally just spent time talking shit, and we are here to talk more shit about these runways. Um, what do they do for the runway? So today's runway is larger than life. The contestants are challenged to showcase something big, uh, bold, and beautiful, and I'm so excited to get into it. What would you have done for this runway before we, before we get into it? Because I know what I would do. Yeah, so we did this one. This this runway was premiered for All Stars. And this is the look that I I remember. Oh god, I was so not is this the douche. No, this is not the douche. This is the one that where I made that big white beard. Oh god. <laughs> I remember. Oh my god, that was so funny. Okay, and here's <laughs> when I when I did this, I remember being like, Miami, I have to call you. Will you FaceTime me? Because I'm just not feeling this look. <laughs> And you ultimately made me feel good about it, which I'm glad you did. I ended up having a lot of fun with this one, but I did the thing with the beard. I think now what I would do, I think I would just get like extensions, extensions and extensions and make like this huge beard that just goes to the floor and maybe like covers my body. I would play with the the element of my beard though, for a larger than life. Um, what would you have done? I think for me, I would have done like, you know how like when men wear sweatpants, they have a dick print. I would have done a dick print, but all the way down my leg. I live. That's what I would have done. Wow. Well, speaking of dick prints, the first dick print we have up to the runway (laughs) was magical Miss Muddy, who was giving us a classic moth silhouette and look. Um, But it does appear that their headpiece touches all the way to the ground. It's very big, very extravagant, very flowy. I really, really like this look. Uh, Overall, overall, I'm going to bloom it. But I do think that this is a look that we would get regardless if it was a larger than life thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, But she looks really good. I think that to me, the brief was hit. So I'll give it a bloom. Yeah, for me, this is a bloom. I really appreciated the hair. I thought it was a fun little moment seeing Mafia in this huge hair moment and uh, seeing the wind hit it 
yeah the wind machine so that part of the video oh my god it's so good um yeah i think i think this is a cute look i'm not mad at it i will say the outfit itself is a little lackluster uh-huh i think had she wore something a little bit more elevated on the bottom it could have been more fierce but i mean i i get the story she's going for she tried to tie in all the colors together um yeah. so yeah it's a bloom it's a bloom it's a bloom yeah um next up to the city oh my god we have holland and y'all you have to go watch the video the runway video to see this um the best way that i could ex- actually miami why don't you explain what we are seeing right now on this screen on this yeah, let's go ahead and pause it <laughs> okay okay in this this still frame moment uh we have holland in this gold ensemble uh, he has on a gold speedo only. He's only wearing a speedo, um, but he has these two beach balls attached to his butt to make his butt appear as if it was huge. Um, he has spray painted gold flippers on, which by the way, I read somewhere that wearing flippers not in the water is extremely dangerous. Um, oh yeah, it's hard to walk in those. Yeah, apparently you can snap your legs in half, girl. <laughs> like off. So when he walked, hey, imagine my fear, because you know I've been drinking at these shows. Imagine my fear. Imagine my fear when this bitch rounds the corner. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna snap his leg off. Um. Anyway, so this bitch rounds the corner, uh, with these gold. They're like spray painted gold, and then he has on this gold. I think it was also spray painted. A uh, little sun hat with little glasses, and uh, he has something around his neck. I think. I honestly, I can't tell. This picture is wild. But he's sipping something out of a coconut. I'm assuming um, something gold, maybe urine. Um, but yeah, it's this is really cute. I, I love this look. It's a little uh, hokey pokey campy, but um, still really fun. So I'm going to give it a bloom. Yeah, I think that's what I really like about it is that like the, 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 the stuff on his butt is so clearly not a butt. You know what I mean? But we all know that it's his butt. I think it's very campy. I'm wondering if there was like a, if in his thought process, he was like, tonight is the goofball. I need to bring in some goof element to my runway as well. And I overall, I really appreciate what he did. It's very silly, very funny. It's definitely larger than life. And he, I don't know, I would love to go to res, a resort and see this Holland there. So yeah, I'm gonna give this a bloom. I think this is honestly the most naked we've ever seen Holland. <laughs> And he's he's naked every time, so it's every it's time. it's wild that this is the look that he chooses to show the most skin in. You know what I mean? Right. We can even see his toes. Like he's really going right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up to the stage is Genesis Sinclair, Ace, and bitch. When I tell you that. Genesis is the epitome of perfection. I am not exaggerating. She looks incredible. This, she's wearing a red beaded gown that has like fringe across the chest area and along the arms. She looks incredible. And the larger than life element here is this feather headpiece that she has on. It's so heavy and larger than life that she has to hold it up with one hand throughout her walk. That's the one thing that took it down just a little bit was that she had to hold it in place but aside from that this was a really really excellent look i was gobsmacked when i saw this so i'm gonna give it a bloom 
Yeah, this is getting a bloom for me. You can't deny the fact this is larger than life. It hit the category perfectly. I do agree with you. Holding the headpiece on was a little bit of a boner killer, but overall, I'm not mad at it. So I'm going to give it a bloom. This is a very, very strong bloom for Genesis. Yeah, and I love like the 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 long, straight, blonde hair too. Like, I feel like that's not something, I don't see a lot of like flat type of hair in like really glam looks like this, but it just worked so, so well. I really love this. Um, speaking of glam, next up to the stage, we have Devario Houston, who is serving us a very fierce moment. Um, it looks like he's got this golden red sequin kind of robe on with this really big extravagant like back shoulder panel piece. He's got his eyebrow lifted up to the gods and he is definitely serving. I do really like this. It's gonna be a soft bloom for me, only because, actually I don't know why. There's just something here that misses the brief a little bit for me. Yes, I know that back piece is big, but I don't know, there's just something here that that I, I'm, I'm just wanting more, and I don't know what that is, so I'm gonna give it a soft bloom. But overall, this is good, Devario looks great, and I'm not mad at this. How do you feel? Yeah, I think I'm gonna give it a bloom. I really like this look, I think it's fierce, um, and I, I really do enjoy the asymmetricality of it all. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. <laughs> Um, I like it. I like the colors. I think Devario looks like a vampire. Or you know what this gives a little bit? It looks like he's laying in a like a silky bed. <laughs> I would, you know what? That's what I was gonna say. It, it it might be a little. Maybe that was a thing, but it's a little too bedroomy for me. I think what would have took it over the top for me is maybe if, if he had like a hairpiece on that went up, like it looked like he was laying down as he was standing up. I know we've seen that before, but that would have been a cool. That would have been a cool moment. We haven't seen it in war, so that would have been cool for war. Okay, but yeah. I'm gonna take everything back. This is a bloom. I live. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's Devario Heeson. Um, all right, next up to the stage, we have Mariah DeGoats Kelly wearing this beautiful green stoned gown with this really cool like side hip cape piece that's purple. Um, she looks so good. I love these big arm shoulder things that she has. And I, I'm imagining the out larger than life element is this hair. Um, it's like this very, very big afro that's kind of asymmetrical. It's off to one side. She looks so gorgeous. This is a bloom. Um, I think my, my thing about it though is like, yes, hair is an easy thing to make big and to do larger than life with, but it's also a very predictable thing because we are drag queens um, and we tend to do big hair anyway. So uh, yeah, I, I think this was definitely a safe choice for Mariah. Um, if anything, mm. I would have I would have did bigger sleeves and ditched yeah. the big hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe just big everything. Like if she would have just blown up the train, made the train huge, the sleeves huge, the hair huge, then it would have been really cool. But um, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel big enough for me. Yeah, this this does look like a. I, I'm using normal not to say that she looks normal, but this looks like a like a like a it's drag drag look it's know? drag like, yeah yeah this is drag this is quintessential drag yeah. um is it larger than life hmm. hmm it's close enough yeah i'm giving it a soft bloom yeah i think i'm gonna agree with you again here you're, you're really changing my mind today wow um yeah i'll give this a soft bloom too she still looks so good though i love this color on her and i love these sleeves are great yeah it'll be a soft bloom she better work 
Ah, uh, look at her. She's living. Um, all right. Next up and last up to the stage, we have Ashton Valentino. And he is giving birds of a feather fucking flock together. He looks like, like a Mayan warrior something with all of these feathers coming protruding from the shoulders in this giant headpiece that these feathers just reach to the ceiling. He looks so strong, so incredible. I love this look. It is a bloom. Do you think this is a reference to Julia? Julia. Because Julia wore something very similar to this. Yeah, I think so. It's cute. I love love the colors too. Yeah, the colors are fierce. He looks like a phoenix. (laughs) Um, I do think that if we're comparing because we did see something very similar with Genesis. I think I like Genesis, the look just a little bit better than Ashton's. Um, I think had Genesis not held it up with her hand, it would have a hundred percent like snatched it over the edge and would have been perfection. But there's something about this that just, maybe it's just cause it's not as big and we just saw something super similar to it. That's like twice as tall. Um, to me, Ashton's is, it's, I mean, it would probably be big if it was on someone taller because Ashton is kind of shorter. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's cute. It's cute. I'm not mad at it. It's a bloom. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it's my super bloom. I'm saying that now. And uh, Ashton, but it work. I live for him. I think for me, my super bloom it has to go to Genesis. Genesis yeah. eats the runway every time. I just really like this look. I, I think it's, I think it's fierce. And the fact that when she bent down like that, that's so fierce to me. Maybe that's why she was holding it because it was so big she had to bend over like that. Uh, yeah, and honestly, like it's so out of this world. I have to hold it, y'all. Y'all don't even understand. Right. <laughs> I live. Well, um, that is the end of the runways. So we already said who really stood out to us. Do we have any? Is there anyone else who like stood out to you that maybe we are ignoring? Um, who stood out for me? Uh, Mothy's wig stood out for me. Loved Mothy's wig. Holland's ensemble, the gold. <laughs> Honestly, this was a good runway. It was a good runway. I agree. This was a good runway. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do now looking again at Devaro's, I love the asymmetrical like back shoulder piece. I think it's really cool. Right, I'm looking at it again. It's fierce. Yeah. Well, they better work. Well, um, I guess we are going to another break. Yeah, but before we do that, you think we should talk to a guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are tired of hearing from us. Let's let someone else talk. Okay, great. Y'all make some noise because this is Spill It, Bitch, with Bella Duvall. That's tea, actually. So as the war host and the premier judge of War of the Roses, what has been a memorable moment from each of the seasons for you? Ooh, and why are they all on a leave? <laughs> <laughs> on a leave each season. Uh, let me think. Uh, from season one, I would probably, I, I always go back to Tiffany's beautiful performance. Um, yes. It was one of the first, like, super, super raw, really dramatic, you know, like, it was just, it's something that I had not seen at all. And uh, it's, the, it's the point at which I saw myself in her. Uh, there was just something I'm like, oh my God, no, I connect to this one. And that, of course, you know, eventually led to a family bond. But yeah, that moment spoke to me and absolutely stayed with me. It will live rent free in my mind forever. Let's see, season two. Oh God, that's really hard. I really loved 
there were some amazing runway moments in season two. And then if I had to pick a performance, I would have to say it was the, the green light lip sync between Honey Blunt and Zoe Adams. Um, there had been no tea, no shade. There had been several underwhelming lip syncs that season, you know, several like folks didn't know their words and, and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just the truth. I'm just calling out facts. The YouTube videos are out there. You can see it. Um, but that was one where they were there. They were in it. They were and they weren't fighting against one another. They were fighting for the moment, but they were they were so together. And I mean, like what they created was. I, I don't know, just it was it was truly a beautiful, beautiful moment. And I don't I don't think I could forget that. It's it was uh that was a lip sync. For season three, I think I would probably give it to Mary Gagdalen's Hocus Pocus performance. That was one of if I, I don't remember if that was the first tens across the board performance in war. But for me, it was one of the first times that I remember thinking, if that's not solid tens, I've never seen it. Um, they just, they really, they knocked that shit out of the park and I loved it. Loved it. Then all stars. Ooh, let's see. For me, I I mean, like it's kind of trite, but the goop was the double win, you know, like the fact that we really did get to that moment and and a decision really could not be reached. There was no consensus. And it was like, oh my God, this is actually happening. This is, this is really happening. And watching the goopery on like the judge's face and the contestant's face and just everybody realizing that this is, this is really what's going on. Um, that, was, that was a moment for me for, for all stars. Yeah, Kayla's face will go down in history as... Um one of the best faces uh, to come across war. That was an amazing moment for everyone. Yeah. When I tell you, I rewatched that video just to watch her reaction over and over. That's tea, actually. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermitise for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Here on Are We Pretty, things can get a little chaotic, but don't let our shenanigans scare you from listening to other podcasts. Featuring X is a chill and laid-back music history and pop culture podcast. The host, Josh and DJ, dive into the music industry's most interesting and unlikely collaborations, from genre-bending juggernauts to global icons. Whether it's collaborations like Dolly and Kesha or even Nelly and Tim McGraw, Featuring X is sure to feature something for everyone. So if you're wanting to listen to something more relaxing and still entertaining, listen to Featuring X. You can find Josh and DJ on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Links can be found in the description of this episode.
All right. Welcome back from the break. Did you enjoy that little chat? Yeah, I love hearing from Bella. They created war. Um, I always love her words. She knows how to like say everything in the most perfect way, um, which I live for. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of living, uh, let's find out who lived and died at the goofball. Um, (laughs) So these placements uh, are bound to shock you. Um, In the Let's see. Is it this is the first time where we've had one person safe, right? How many are left? Six? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. technically there's two. To me, there's two safe. Even though one is low, like they're still safe. Okay, got it. Okay. So in the safe categories, um, Ashton was called safe first. Um, and then Magical Miss Mothy was called low. Uh, but that still puts her safe. So in the top and bottom, we have Holland, Genesis, Mariah, and Barrio. It's determined through the power of the judges and Bella that Holland and Genesis are the top two and Mariah and DeVario are the bottom two. Now, before we go into the lip sync, did you agree with this? Did you think this was correct? And would you change anything if you could? Um, I definitely placed Holland and Genesis in the top simply based off of the performance. Um, And... I do think Tavario had one of the weaker comedy performances. So I saw, I, I could see him being down in the bottom. Um, I, I understand putting Ashton and Magical Miss Mothy kind of in the safer, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, I, I agree with this. Um, but, you know, sometimes the runways can really change things a lot. And this was such a great runway that I really wasn't sure what was going to end up happening. But I think with this outcome, I, I hear it. I see it. I think it was written on the wall. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the winner of the goofball was determined to be Holland, which meant Genesis was safe to slay another day. Um, and then that means that the lip sync had to happen between Mariah and Navario. Now this week, the lip sync song is I Love It by Icona Pop featuring Charlie XCX. This is a banger. This is such a good song. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about it. So going into this lip sync, these are two like really good lip syncers. Did yeah. you expect this to be a battle? Like, what were you thinking? Well, we've mentioned before in the past that, um, you know, whoever would go up against Mariah would really need to be on their A game because Mariah knows how to hit every moment of a song. And I think Mariah did really great here. Um, Devario also really, really turned it. I love the outfit that he ended up in because, you know, they they changed their outfit. Some of them changed our outfits from the runway to the lip sync moment, which is smart because, you know, most of the times runways are not meant to perform in. They're meant to just walk around in. Um, but I thought overall this was a strong lip sync. I was really proud of both of them. But I do think that Mariah edged over a little bit more. She's really theatrical and she really, really emotes. Like just, she's so good at lip syncing, you know? Yeah, I think it definitely came down to, DeVario kind of struggled with the lyrics a little bit in the song. Um, It was very, we had to nitpick a lot. Um, Although I will say uh, Mariah losing her wig while she was hair flipping at the beginning uh, was also, I mean, it was the goofball, so I can't be too mad at it. Yeah, and Um, here's the thing, like looking at her right, she still looks fucking She looks fierce. She looks looks fierce. so good. She also doesn't have panties on, which is funny too. yeah. Yeah, I saw that Um, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Miami has her lips pressed. (laughs) Wow. Well, 
uh, it was determined through the power of Mariah's panties that she was getting to stay. Um, so Mariah ended up staying in the competition and Devario was asked to sashay away. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so sad. I feel like we need to have a little uh, memorial for <laughs> Devario's run on war. Right. Also, real quick, is that Ron? He's back, right? The yeah, DJ? Ron is back, yes. Okay, shout out for Ron being back. DJ Ron. Right. Now, I heard from a little bird that the judges were really, really like, I don't know if y'all were split, but there was some contention around who should stay and who should go home. Is there anything that you could tell us about the judging panel and what was going on there? Okay, so we are, for anyone that doesn't know, all the winners are judges. Right. Um, when I tell you that we are all opinionated, <laughs> y'all are all correct. We're all correct, and we also all won, so we have the merit behind our names mm-hmm. um, to judge it. And uh, you know, sometimes there are factors that play into who we think should stay and who we think should go home. I am personally a person for little details. I like a person that hits every word and knows all that over a look. Mm-hmm. Um, some girls prefer looks over performance. That's fine. That's fierce. It's, honestly, it's all up to opinion. And that's with any pageant. That's with any competition. Each judge is going to have their own opinions. Um, all I can say is that uh, regardless of what people think, at the end of the day, it is a panel uh, and the panel makes the decision. So um, ultimately, a decision was made. Yeah, this was, I, I, you know, and as, as any competition like gets to the end, like it just gets harder and harder because you end up really liking the performers because you, you see them every week. And so it's not easy to say goodbye to these people. And also to me, when in the earlier moments, I really saw these two people being close to the end, if not like in a top four kind of moment. So it was hard to see them lip syncing for their lives and knowing that ultimately one of them had to go home. But, you know, that is the name of the game. And yeah, a lot of war is about the long the long game. Yeah. Um, and being able to like pace yourself throughout the whole competition. And it can be difficult to keep a momentum going all the way through. So uh, I agree with you, though. I, I honestly saw Devario and Mariah going all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not over yet, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, but sadly for Devario, uh, he hit the house. Wow. Well, um, bye, Devario. We love you. I'm sure we'll bring you up every time that we can. Um, what's happening next week? Do you know? Yeah, so uh, next week is uh, a super fierce moment um, featuring the likely lovely talents of this little program <laughs> in which I will be telling you all about it. Um, because week six of War of the Roses is the time and space ball. Um, the Roses will take us on a journey through time in performance category, drag me through the decades and through space in out of this world. And then on the runway, they'll showcase global fashions in around the world. Yeah. And in case you did not catch that, this is the time uh, in the competition where now they're expected to do two performances and a runway, which honestly really does change the game. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited to see what they do. Um, did y'all have a time in space ball? We did. And I won. Yeah, I won. Oh, you better work. Um, <laughs> I was in the top when we did the time in space ball, but I did not win the episode. <gasps> I'm a liar. Oh, 
I don't think I won that one. Oh, wow. Maybe I did. I th- no, I think we had uh, decades. We did decades and holidays. That's what we did. I won that one. We also did something with space because I did a, I, that was the week I was safe. I think. <laughs> we did something. So hold we on. Did a, we did I'm a, consulting uh, the wiki. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we had, I remember we did like a, the holidays, like drag me through the decades. And I think it was holidays. And then we also had like a fairy tale and a space thing. We did them, but they weren't on the same night. Let's take a look here. Okay. So, um, yeah, we did um, week five. We did Atomic Con and Out of This World. Um, but it wasn't like a, we didn't do like a space and time thing at the same time. They were separated into two different weeks. Yeah. So yeah. one week we did time, the other week we did space, um, which is fierce. And that wow. week, who won? Oh, um, Patio Furniture won that week. Yeah. And then she went home the next. Um, well, speaking of going home, uh, I am going to get off here. <laughs> um, thank you for being here today. Yeah. I loved catching up. I love doing this. Can't wait to see what happens next. Um, bye. Yeah. Annalie, do you have anything you want to say before we go? Actually, yes. Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on Anchor and click the support button. You can choose to give us a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. You know, after all, this is a drag show and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated and it'll help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, but you can also get a shout out on the podcast. Speaking of shout outs, this week we would like to highlight our pretty supporters. Thank you to Janice, Vicky, Alex, Russ, Matthew, Scott, Chloe, and Juan. If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. And if you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for filth, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you guys so much. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you'd like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at, whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Stay Stay pretty. pretty. And buy our merch, bitch. Bye. 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 See you later.